and welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. Um, this is me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. Hello. And uh, this week we are going to talk about uh, the South Korean um, science fiction action thriller from 2013 called Snowpiercer by the filmmaker Bong Joon-ho, um, who has made a reputation of himself uh, made, making a very, very uh, great uh, genre movies in the past that people seem, people seem to like a lot. And this kind of this was his first English-speaking uh, movie with uh, American stars, uh, American and English stars such as Chris Evans and John Hurd and James Bell and uh, Tilda Swinton. It takes place in the crazy future where all this uh, the climate change has gone into a uh, into a state where um, all the ice has started to melt and the, the temperature has gone more uh, higher and higher and the humans start humans make up a, a invention or a method to freeze the climate to to keep it cool but then it kind of then it backfires apparently and it creates this uh, side effect where everything starts freezing too much and you know so that humans cannot live anymore on the planet because it becomes like an ice age all over the globe and the last surviving humans they abort this uh, train uh, that goes on uh, all around the earth with one uh, continuous track with an engine that can kind of self-sufficient itself uh, throughout the years, and one one um, passing of the track, like all over, takes like one year um, for the train to go over the earth, and then these humans aboard this ship, and that's like the only place where they can actually survive, apparently, and it's the last surviving humans, uh, apparently, though we don't know really, and it's. It's already like 17 years into the story about after they have aborted train, and this train is called the Snowpiercer, and the, it tells a story about this kind of uh, class revolt, a revolution, where in the near section of the train these poor people live, and lower class people, and then they are oppressed by the the higher class people from the front of the train. And the the one man who is Chris Evans leads the group of these lower class people into a revolution to take control of the train. That's that's the story, the plot in, in its, itself. And um, I remember I went to see this in the film theaters, and I didn't know really what to expect or anything, and. Was a very strange name, a very strange concept, and everything. And I kind of came afterwards into a kind of a, a dilemmatic problem with the movie myself because when I saw the movie, I didn't really like it that much. For me, it was it wasn't that in, engaging. Uh, in the end, I I was kind of. Like I, the setup and everything, everything about it is great. But the more and more I watch the story, it kind of just started to flow flat more and more for me. And that it became, and and throughout the years after, afterwards, it have kind of become more and more harder thing for me to to think about this movie because the more I read and the more I think about it, like read about the movie, it's. It's almost universally acclaimed movie. It has like 95, well now I see it, uh, 95% in Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh, it's hardly I can see any bad reviews of this movie. And if I see a bad reviews movie, it's like uh, there is like uh, really bad arguments about why the movie is actually bad because it's a great movie and it kind of brings me to the to the subject or to the question of can I really dislike this movie if it's so universally liked and acclaimed? 
and I don't really uh, know in which uh, direction to go with this. So, um, and before, uh, we were talking about Thirst, the vampire movie in the previous episode, and then we started to talk about South Korean films, and then I recommended my mother to to talk about, to, to see um, more South Korean films, because she was started to be interested, and then I I, I, I was really interested to see here what my mother would think about Snowpiercer. Partly because of this question also. So what did you think about it when you saw the movie now this last week? <laughs> well, that was a very interesting opening you gave on this, and I'm surprised, really. To hear I you am. so openly saying how, what was your problems, well, your problems about it. And uh, yeah. partly it has the same problems that I had, partly. Uh, with this movie? Yeah, with or? this. We are talking about Snowpiercer. Mm. All this, so, yeah. Really? So, partly. But um, I took it kind of, uh, you know, as I, had, I did, knew nothing about it. I only saw the cover picture where yeah. the train is going in uh, ice. And that's not realistic because it has not happened. Yeah, it's a sci-fi. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fantasy yeah, it, setting. It, it has not happened, so I knew that this is something done uh, artificially, mm-hmm. that picture there. And that's what I, much I knew. Mm. And then I had some, uh, I was waiting for something great because it's South Korean... Director is Bong Joon Ho, mm-hmm. and um, so I was waiting for a good experience. So what have you seen his other films? I have seen other films. Uh, now I don't remember, but now I'm concentrating okay. on this snobby. Yeah. <laughs> so um, first of all, I think that uh, this um, all these Asian directors, I have some experience in them. Mm. So they have a marvelous ability to depict uh, extreme violence. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, I think it's their specialty somehow. That's a very strange thing. And we will go with this into more later in the podcast, I think, in the episode. No, I have to but say it now because it comes to... No, 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 no. I, I don't mean, yeah, I don't mean that we cannot talk about it, but I, I'm just saying we will go more into it. Uh, into other movies, all kinds of other directors, we are talking about them. Yeah, because we will talk more also uh, also later on, we will talk about South Korea. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> it's our common interest, it seems, is South Korean. So, yeah. they have, a, and Asian directors in general, I think, because I have other, other Asian directors I've seen. So, and uh, I I think that why it is that they have these abilities because they they seem to have no sentimental script in this disturbing this thing. No no sentimental things like fe- they have feelings very much mm-hmm. feelings but not sentimental not nostalgic. They go like, into yeah it's not like Steven Spielberg. Yeah yeah so to say <laughs> yeah. So they would never do a Steven Spielberg yeah, thing with yeah, yeah romantic. Exactly. Uh, they have romance. No, well, there is love, there is friendship, there is humor, there are feelings there, but they are not sentimental or nostalgic. Like mm. the Americans, they seem to Americans or Westerners. Many mm. times they go into sentimental. They have to add something. They think it's adding human. But it's sentimental. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. spoils a kind of thing. And they don't spoil it. They go straight to business and that's it. So, anyway, like you said also, I had a hard time to believe in the story itself. Mm-hmm. It, it grabbed me straight away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was on a fast ride. Mm-hmm. It has everything in there. No, like everything, I mean, you go through times, you go through history, in a way, Mm -hmm. you go through politics and layers of society, you have different Mm -hmm. layers of society, you have questions over morality, here. Yeah. What is this Chris Evans leading the people, it's morality, business, and Mm -hmm. racism, there's a lot of racism there, and then Mm -hmm. 
there are uh, uh, finality questions like who is allowed to stay alive who is it the strongest the richest mm. the cleverest is it adults children or bravest mm. so there are a lot of those things and they packed it all into this and I have to think all the time that this is the South Korean man doing a western movie Western, uh, not Western, Western with the galloping yeah, yeah. horses. Yeah, Western genre, but, but yeah, yeah. Western, so uh, he kind yeah. of um, gave up a little bit of himself into, I think, he to uh, when he went into that road. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, because he had to take all that, and we have this white man. Uh, it's uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is a young and viral, viral mm. man, a hero, and he's very good in his part. I think he's amazing. Yes, very I good. He's like he's a he has a charisma. Yeah, he's. He needs brilliant. that's a part which needs charisma, and he has it. Mm. I don't know him before, but that's. He, he plays the Captain America. Ah, so I haven't he's seen it, but maybe one and day. And he's really good in those too. Wow, wow. He's very similar yeah. kind of character. <laughs> so the the pro, another problem for me was, except that all those layers of uh, all things, that the, this train is not clearly real. It's animated. Mm. It cannot go like that through... There is no... So for you, the premise... It's really kind of uh, not logical. Yeah, not, it's good. Uh, mm. Yeah, and that for me also, like that—that that was the one of the. It's it's like, and I feel bad about to talk about it in a way because it's it feels like nitpicking. And we went with my, with Meryl. We just went to see the BFG, mm. the big friendly giant. And throughout that, I never read about Rowan Dahl. And throughout that movie, I I also thought a lot about the setting and the 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 world. You know the, you know the economics of the world. You know, like, wh- well, how are these giants living? And if if the big friendly giant has these huge glass <laughs> bottles uh, that he's catching dreams with it and everything, and they are breaking, and I was starting to think, like, where does he get new ones? Does he make them itself? Is there a giant shop somewhere selling? You know, I, I, exactly. I started thinking. I, I, I started thinking about this, but then I, I you know, it it didn't. It didn't ruin my experience. It, it wasn't like that's that's why it's it's stupid because they don't explain these kind of things. You know, movies don't make sense most of the time. When it, I could it, ask it, you if if Cinderella, where did she get the pumpkin and where? Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah this kind of stuff. You know. And anyway, it's, I it's it's a fairy tale for modern times. Yeah, exactly, and 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 science fiction and like Snowpiercer is a lot of times, you know, it's more about the idea that okay, this is the setting, get used to it. This is what is the premise, and we will just tell a story within this this structure, this frame idea. But and and that's why I feel bad that in Snowpiercer, for me, it really kind of. annoys me that about the whole idea of the train i don't for me it's so stupid idea that that the rest of the human survivors allegedly would be in a train instead of in a bunker mm. you know i don't understand why the train keeps them alive they i don't understand why the yeah it it goes around and it it keeps moving and it separates them from the cold. But why doesn't a bunker underground would also separate them? Yeah, from because the cold? Wilfred got That's them into tricked them into this train. I see. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's so it's yeah. And for me, like it for me, it's a very loose, very hollow premise mm. to believe in. It's very hard for me to really get into it. Like, okay, this is the the situation. Which is hard to say. I, I don't have that often in movies, but in this one, I just felt like I, I just don't. Yeah, it, for me, it's such a weird um, uh, place. But it, it for me, it, it just feels like it's there just for to have that allegory of class structure. 
Yeah, of course. The only reason why the train exists and why we are telling the story about the train, and for me it comes out as forced. It's too forced, too into the face, you know, like it's too much... Well, C, it's like class structure and it's it's the departments mm-hmm. and the linear uh, movement of the of the of the story arc and of the people from going from bottom to high, and instead of a tower, it's like a train, and and the fact of the train that it goes all around, it's um, it's like a cycle. It's like you know, it's like the wheel. You know, it's a circle. It goes. It's like the we are like the hamster in the wheel. It goes over and over, mm. and the train represents the system. The engine is the system, or and the political system that we ex- live in, and we are kind of fooled in or forced into, that we are born into, like the baby, the train babies in the movie, and and we uh, and we are then oppressed within this system. Like, well, because everybody, of course, <laughs> feels like they are the lower class people. Nobody thinks that they are the higher class when they see this movie or they don't want to even see this movie. Probably, I don't know, because it's clearly for the lower class people um, to feel good about themselves. And uh, so, yeah, and, it, and then it's about kind of the main theme of the movie is Chris it's a, I think it's a character story of Chris Evans uh, who is a lower class uh, group leader who uh, leads a revolution against the higher class oppressive system which is totally totalitarian and even dictatorist or you know that it's a horrible system it's like even extreme you know like in, in its portrayal and it's about it's a, then like you said it, it is comes into these moral choices of Chris Evans like he kind of more and more he goes towards the end towards the beginning of the train you can see him kind of approaching the harder questions about what does it mean to take control can he take control and uh, does the system actually is it, it, it if you take control of the system, does it really change in the end anything? Yeah. So it's a lot about these kind of things, but that's, and these are some of the nice things that I kind of like in a way, you know, I like that moral questioning, Hmm. but a lot of things I feel like comes very flat. Ah, so I, I want to say about this artificialness, of the train that yeah. when it's hard to believe in it, so um, that's the re- that's the whole problem in here that we have this artificial train like we have a Cinderella thing going on there, yeah. but then the idea the story like you're talking about here is that <clears throat> it's very pointed, like first you are in a beach dock. And yeah. then you go lighter and lighter and lighter and more space and space and lighter and space for the few. And it's mm-hmm. that's the point. So also it shows layers of history, like dark ages, slavery, holocaust. So yeah. On. It's gas. All those elements is packed full. It's like yeah, that's a good full point. of brain. Yeah. And so that's a, that's really the the dilemma. That's the problem here. Because we don't go on Cinderella dance and finding a, a husband and so on and having and living happily ever after. We are in a serious, most serious problems of human life. Yeah, so that's are. that's why it's it's because uh, the fairy tale with such dilemmas which you can't really so kind of a two things here which don't fit together. But yeah, that's the problem that's- of this movie. To yeah, me, to 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 be to like it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I see what you mean. It's, but, but but do you do you usually watch science fiction movies and? Sometimes I watch, yeah, and I I can say later, a little bit later, or some uh, something else. But first, I wanted yeah. to say some good points. Yeah. So there are Things good points. Like. There are very good points here. Mm. Uh, 
I can't say overall I like this. Like I like Sicario, for instance. Overall, I yeah. really like that movie. Now I have changed my opinion. Lately, I looked at it, and I want to say later maybe. But this mm. is not a movie like that that you can embrace completely mm. uh, with hard problems. Yeah. So, good points is that you can see clearly. You realize things you have never seen, like. In other parts of the world, you are you are other cultures. You are the. It's it's very cleverly done in this movie. That in the same time, all the races and all the nationalities are living together. Yeah. So that's good part. Yeah. You are kind of on a trip in a world, in a train. Yeah. So the whole world is like within. This yeah, place. it's not outside the train; it's in the train. So mm. I'm in this part. I'm reminded of a scene in Deep End, this uh, French movie by Jacques Odiard, Deep End, and uh, there there's a one little uh, scene where the refugees are offered wages, in in fact very low standard wages, and but those wages are. Uh, the salary is a fortune in the original country, so it mm. makes you realize how well we live in the, our privileged country, and and going to the train, you know, we can see what we eat. If we eat strawberries, can mm. you imagine? Or we can eat the cucumber. We see, but these poor people in the train, these humans, have to mm. eat fabricated square stuff, and they don't know what it is. Yeah, I have a big problem of that in the movie. So it feels like nitpicking. It's like a smaller thing. But, but it points you out this uh, this thing, like like yeah, it, it's good. It's good. I I don't have really a problem with that. It exists in the movie, but the story about the cubes, like when they, uh. it's supposed to be something. It's not nice that they eat it, and then but then there is like a revelation in the movie that they find out what they eat. Mm. What is it made of? Mm. And it's like this big horrifying revelation. And I, I, I remember being in the movies like it was, I, I was so astonished to to think that. But it's not that bad. It's not a horrifying thing. Oh. In some cultures, people eat that normally. But I would prefer strawberries and cucumbers and such. Yeah, of or course. Melon, or... I know, but mm. it's like. It's it's like it's played out in a different way, you know. If it would be, you know, like something really, really horrifying, you know, like cannibalism or something, then that's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. But it's not cannibalism, and I was waiting like this is going to be something to do but with cannibalism. But they also did but cannibalism, not. I think, in the beginning before this. Seven. There is a backstory. Yeah, backstory. Back so about, about anyway, anyway, which is which is actually like even uh, funnily. So we go like. on forward in this train, and towards the end, with this mystical Wilfred, which is revealed from the beginning already. So I felt like this is an old trodden path of a story, like Bond stories with the antagonists. You know, you are going to meet your antagonist, but. But yeah. here we have a good streak. Well, what is the good streak? It's, um, I mean, well, as long as it's me and my people are saved. No. Ah, what do you mean? Well, it's, um, well, this, uh, <clears throat> there's a difference between the, between the bond, bond antagonist, the bad person, the crook in the bond. Yeah. And this crook here, because he's a good crook. He's meaning well. So as, yeah. as long as me and my people are saved, so that's what but, uh, we are in light and we are in space and we are here and that and what about those slaves there and so on. So so this story is between good and evil. It's a moral story. Like. Yeah. So it's, it's a, we yeah. are in a boat where everybody is boat or train, you mm. know. Where everybody is in danger. So who is more important than the other? Whom we don't need. Whom do we need? Do we in need our society. And what? 
You mean in our society? Yeah, in this life we have here in this train. And how do yeah, we yeah. solve this? So I can't really go into the boots of this Wilfred to choose who is to live and who is to die and what's to go in and so on. Yeah, Very Wilfred unpleasant. Is the, is, the, is the operator of the train. Yeah, Wilfred. Uh, mm-hmm. We shall talk about Wilfred. So, um, <clears throat> But for me, you know, like, again, I feel like they made a good progression in in setting up this whole moral uh, discussion about um, Chris Evans' character. And I find that he's the, really the center conflict. You know, the really he's the anchor of, of the story. Yeah. He's really the interest of what we are following and his progression. Like, yeah. Wilford is, is more like an abstract idea of that. Yeah authority you know the god figure that kind of controls everything and we want to take it down but then the real interest of the story comes in chris evans and his progression in at trying to achieve this goal yeah. and what does it mean for him and his people of what he's doing because it's really a violent movie and it's really destructive movie you know like there is so much um uh what is the word you know like um losses you know they they lose so much mm. in this progress of trying to achieve control of the system and then and then finally like the in the end of the movie he kind of confronts uh wilford and uh or or we kind of yeah we confront wilford and they it's kind of like you said, because I, like how you read that Wilfred is not really a bad guy or he tries to do what is good for his people in the end. Like what is, we have to have certain uh, structure for the train to be healthy and to run and so that the humankind can survive. So kind of, it's a, again allegory of, of our political system and capitalism and everything. Like just we, we have to keep on with the capitalism because otherwise everybody dies. You know, and uh, and I think they want to set in that moment. They want to set up as some kind of uh, moment of doubt if, in fact, overthrowing the system is really a bad, good thing or bad thing. And they want to bring certain uh, empathy to Wil- Wilford's point of view. But again, I feel like they actually make it really clear that in the end he's really the bad guy and the capitalism and the structure the power structure is bad but and they don't they there is no moral decision in that there is in chris evans there is but there is no moral discussion in in the political structure of the train it's comp- it's obviously bad when you when you start the movie you are with the lower class people and you, from the very first beginning, you hate that higher class. And and all throughout this time, all the horrible things that the high class people have done to the lower class people. And then you expect us to actually start thinking about their perspective. It's absolute nonsense. It's it's so extreme, the, 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 the opposition, that it doesn't create for me a discussion. It's, but think about this, that... Uh, it's obviously a, a travel through the history from the dark ages and yeah. all kind of uh, war, wars in the old times in those hundreds of years and thousands of years and all killing and things. It's all there in the train. We are going through that, obviously. It's it's terrible to yeah, pack the history it of humankind. to our about. To yeah. pack it all in our and crazy killing and eating and doing all this. It's, it makes you mixed up. That's why we're mixed up because we're in the middle of a whole history of humankind in these yeah. two hours about. So, if, so I don't think in the end that um, you can solve this thing by, if you have a superior mm-hmm. brain like Wilfred, Wilfred has a superior brain because he has invented this train mm. and, uh, all, and with uh, some mistakes like everybody. Mm. <clears throat> so 
if you are a higher standard, so-called higher standard person, rich and a lot of space and a lot of food and good conditions, so it doesn't mm. make you bad by by just like that. Yeah, but just think it about all the con- just think about what what he's he's doing and what kind of decisions he's making and how they are treating the Lord. So he didn't people. succeed, maybe. But that's what we can discuss, and that's what this movie makes you discuss, and that's good. But, but that absolutely to think that just like that, oh. that the good quality people who live in good quality conditions are bad, it's not right. Because they have all the... Th- think about the basics, base of this. But the movie... Then can I say the base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they have good air. All their lives they've had good air, good doctors, good with money, what your money can buy, good food and good education. They learn just like that, same languages, because they have the teachers and they can travel and they can do anything. So their brains have a, a possibility to develop better than the people in living in dark eating that shit. And no, and being not treated by so, so on. So that's what humanity is all about, it tells us. So I don't think it's bad that we ha- would have a good air, doctors and food and everything. I would love that. No, but the movie clearly tries to criticize that. Yeah, the director it's wrong. Himself, the director himself has said that it's about capitalism and it's a, it's, it's, it's clearly... Yes, I didn't criticism. know. I haven't read anything about it's, it. It's, I only see it's what clearly happens. a criticism of, of capitalistic structure. But yeah. when you make revolution, let's, let's say you make revolution in any country, anywhere. Right. So, so, just blindly to go and kill people just because they are rich and powerful, rich and uh, educated, or send them like they did Mao or somebody in China, send all the intelligence in to hack the earth in some place and die there for years and Misery is the, those are not solutions. You should, exactly. in fact, I'm I'm lately I'm reading about his his books of mm-hmm. history of European history and all kinds, all kind of Stefan Zweig and all kinds. Um, <clears throat> by the way, Western West Wes Anderson made his Budapest Hotel in that yeah. in that culture. Such things interest me. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that. If you have a good, educated person, intelligent, who has ideas, and they probably go to good, not bad. It's not the bond-like business that when you have rich people, they're absolutely bad. Good conditions make good people, I think. And not yeah. always. It's like oh, not all the refugees who come are good refugees. Some are bad refugees. So yeah, not all the rich people. Same yeah, way. but it, yeah, but it doesn't mean that all the just all the good conditions create the good people. Like it doesn't mean that the refugees are then because they don't have good conditions that they cannot come out good. I don't or, mean about refugees' you know, condition. I mean that in that group. There come bad ones and good ones and all kinds. And so in the rich ones, there are also bad ones and good ones. But they have all the... But, they created... But you see any good people in the, in the high-class uh, group? No, in this train, not. But that's a... But again, well, that, that's... The, this movie makes you think about society and that's its purpose, I think. So I'm but, thinking now about the society that... He, if you have all the possibilities of philosophy and good teachers and you can do a, a take anybody. So, like Cleopatra, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Egypt. She had all the teachers, of, great teachers of that time mm-hmm. before the uh, uh, Christ, something like that. It was just before. The, yeah. So she had all the great teachers and there, Really, the greatest minds which we now read about. Ptolemy and Myers, oh, I don't remember what they had, all this. So, I read some books. About some Greek philosophers, you know. Yeah, she is living in the middle of them. She was born mm-hmm. in, into a very, very rich, good, good uh, quality family, uh, leaders. 
Mm. That's why she became a leader herself. So she was taught by the best brains of that time. Think of mm. it if you had that. I would love to have that. So we yeah. go to Osnopius. I've quit that. Uh, yeah, well, that's, I'm that's what the... Wilfred, Wilfred, Wilfred. I yeah, yeah. want to, to yeah. defend Wilfred. Yeah. Wilfred didn't he obviously get it all. He was missing something because he started to oppress these people. It's a dilemma. This train is an endless dilemma that you can't win. And it makes you suffer terribly when you see this movie. Yeah, but okay, but we go... Um, um, what I want to say is that... Um, <laughs> That it feels it, it's for me it's clearly a criticism about capitalism and it clearly makes Wilfred the bad guy. I don't think it has any sympathy for the the rich people for the high class uh, side. It's all for the lower class people. They are all that matters and they they have to survive and they have to get out of their horrible they don't condition. They survive if they are bound together. They don't survive without Wilfred and all the rest. Yeah, well, that that's maybe one of the, the what they want to discuss in the end of the movie is that 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 can you really what does it mean to take over the system, and that that is an interesting conflict. But I feel like the movie wants to be you know like a criticism of capitalism, so it's a movie for capitalism. I don't it's a movie. find that. I don't. It's so easy to say that, and even if well, the director himself said it, it's easy to. Yeah, say. yeah but that's. Let 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 me let me. Yes, uh, I continue. let you because you let me. Yeah, so <laughs> so it, it it the movie seems to want to talk to the capitalists and wants to talk about to create a big discussion about political structure. Can we really should we like what does it mean you know like um, to take over the structure and stuff like that? And but but I feel when you're watching the movie, it's a movie for the lower class. I feel like it's a movie for the revolutionaries and the activists and for the anarchists and for the people who want to have a change and to for them it's it's a movie about Chris Evans it's a movie about Wilford it doesn't have any point of view to the rich higher class uh, structure you we can see glimpses of it but it really is from the point of view of Chris Evans and from the point of view of the lower class wanting to have a change and I feel like it's the most important questions. I think you, you talk, talked also about them and other people also, I think they mentioned about it, that I think the most important discussion of this in this movie is for that revolution, you know, like what does it mean for you and how it will change you. And I don't think the movie really goes that far with it in the end it's it's kind of, even in the ending I, I really feel like i want to avoid all the spoilers <laughs> in in because it's so much happens in the end of the movie that kind of defines some of the messages of the movie and for me i can just say that the the chris evans thing it suddenly stops the whole conflict and the question about chris evans character is just suddenly stops and there's no question about it anymore mm. what in the end it what I don't feel like we got a really we didn't go into that interesting uh, conclusion with with that that question about what does what where does that have that revolution ended up to it just stays in within that question and I don't I don't say that we have to have answers but we we didn't go into an interesting area in it we just stayed in the obvious still. You know, yeah, like, with Chris Evans, I th I think so too. But I think we yeah. we really got forward. We I got forward at least. Yeah, well, because there is a conclusion in the story, and which I find being the more interesting aspect of the movie. You mean most or more? Yeah, most, or the most, you know, or more interesting thing, um, which is the. Which I really actually like about this movie is that, like you said, that we have so many different nationalities, and in fact, we have a South Korean main character in the movie. Well, side character, but I feel like it's it's kind of a main character in next to all the other uh, Western actors. Who is this? Um, the same actor who was in Thirst. 
Song Kang-ho. Song Kang-ho. And he's absolutely amazing. I love him. Well, he's my favorite vampire. Yeah, he's a great vampire. And he's a really great addict engineer <laughs> in the train. And he he's really like a center figure in this whole thing because we have the, the, the absolute opposites of lower high class people. And then we have in the middle, I, I think he's... A, kind of trying to present the middle class. Although, in my opinion, we don't see any middle class in the train. There's either high class or lower class, middle class. He's a specialist. He's a professional. He's, he's, a, pro, he's a worker, worker, working class. And I think he's he, a professional. He's coming to middle class more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's... He's, uh, he knows all the way through the train, everything, how it operates. And he has this very special end twist, you know, like yeah, the end can I solution. Say something about it? I try not to avoid the spoilers, but I, I like to talk about this uh, Song Kang Ho. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you don't even want to say anything about the ending? I don't want to spoil the end. But there has to be something said about this person. Can you talk about Chris Evans? Already said that he's going to the. Proto- yeah, yeah, we, we confront proto- Wilson. Yeah, we confront. Uh, yeah. So what can we say Wilson, also yeah. about you? So yeah, yeah. in, <clears throat> I think first of all, this whole movie was very cartoonish. Like, <laughs> isn't it made from a, a book? A cartoon book. It's from a comic book. Comic, yeah. Which I, which I bet is much more interesting, a much more uh, diverse and much more fascinating story about this yeah, character. Probably. It is, it, 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 actually, it, uh, they say that the, the, direct, the director adapted uh, the adaptation of, of, of this <laughs> movie. How do you say that? The adaptation diverse really a lot from the comic book. It, it almost takes nothing from the comic ah, book. Ah, All, only okay. the setting, basically, or something like that. And the name. Do they have anything to do with it? Ah. Well, we haven't seen it, so we don't know. So anyway, it's exaggerated. But probably yeah. by purpose, it's kind of comic book, like a cartoonish. So yeah. the best of all the characters in this trade including Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton and John Hurt and everybody, mm. I like best this character, Namgun Minsu. And this yeah. Namgun Minsu is Song Kang-ho, mm. which was the My Vampire from Thursday. Mm. So I also loved, equally, I loved this daughter, Yuna. Yeah. What a, well, it's great. <laughs> yeah, what a better name could be for a child who is born on a train. Yuna. Yuna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize that. It's uh, (laughs) it's Finnish for train. Oh my god. (laughs) Yuna. Immediately when he called her, this father called her Yuna. So I thought, whoa, we're all nice. It's Finnish for train. This actor is Koa Sung. Koa Sung, I think. Hmm? She was very interesting. So, this Nangun Minsu made one remark in this film, which I liked best in the whole movie. See, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't spoil anything. I, uh, nobody else okay. didn't even realize <laughs> it. What? No, 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 just what? Yeah, whatever. so when they tr- wake him up and tell him it has to, he has to help them as a professional, Mm. He was kind of there sleeping in those boxes. So angrily he pointed that the Korean names are surname first. So Minsu Namgun is, is like Minsu is his surname and Namgun. Because they didn't know. Chris yeah. Evans and all those white the other, because they're all mixed up there. They didn't know mm. how to pronounce. In 17 years they hadn't learned this, no? Yeah. Really poor people that don't learn anything. So, anyway, so Korean names are surname first. And uh, we can't get the logic of this. It's strange. Also, Japanese do that, I think. In Asia, maybe. So, there, it's difficult to remember those names. Also, this director is uh, Bong Jun-ho. His surname is Bong. Yeah. So I'm very happy that this uh, actor, this Ko- uh, this uh, Song Kang Ho, this Namgun Minsu, said mm-hmm. this. 
And I, after that, I thought that, wow, he's really good to be angry <laughs> about his name. He has a right to be angry about his name. We don't, it's some kind of cultural meaning that they do that, and we don't know that. But it's not their fault, or we, it's our fault we don't learn it. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I try I feel to like... respect it after. Mm. Like the, the this these characters and the director feel most natural in this whole. Yeah, film. he's very natural. From the moment he appeared in the movie, I thought, wow, yeah, he's a real person. Yeah, we finally he, get the real the, person. He's the he's a real, but he was a marvelous actor. He's an yeah. Oscar nomination for sure. He he was really good, and they so he was the only person in that train. Now, listen to this, do you agree? He's the yeah. only person in the train who had the means and the intelligence to find a solution to the impossible riddle of the train. Yeah, the, the, because the, the We don't the tell the, uh, the solution, no? But we just say that. Yeah, yeah, we don't say, but yeah, exactly. Like he, that's why I find him as interesting and he kind of creates depth. You know, apart of all the other political things that is going on, I think he's he's uh, he. I think he has uh, interesting kind of way out of of the problem. <laughs> he has um, the means. He he has yeah. the profession, and he has the intelligence. He's an intelligent and he's a real person. He's a real person in the train. So, I was really desperate for this Curtis. Chris Evans, mm. Curtis, to, that he would, all the time I was wishing that he would grab a fur coat. Man, man, what are you doing in the train going forward there? Grab a fur coat. No, he didn't <laughs> do that. He was just feeling sorry that all that happened, 17 years and everything, and now he has to meet. All for him, this Curtis was the mm. important thing, was to meet the protagonist from mm. the beginning. He's the, uh, for most important thing. Why? What kind of a leader is that? Yeah, yeah. It's questions all about. What? Real leader here in the train was Minsu Namgun. Because he had a solution yeah. to get everybody a solution. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like the, the beauty of it is that he's not a leader. Everybody tries to be a leader and they think that they need a leader and stuff, but then somebody who is clearly not doesn't care about you know like he's really on his own you know like he's, he's kind of uh, he's a kind of underdog yeah so it's like in in the martian with matt damon you know there was this black guy who solved the problem in the in the that i remember him always and he didn't care who is the nasa leader who didn't care anybody i loved that person but of course yeah. he's made there for to be loved mm -hmm. so also Nangun is made there to be loved yeah. and he acts it but, well so when one more thing i i say that this yeah. cat is he's meeting with the powerful force, he's meeting his uh, protagonist, this uh, Wilfred, and mm. it's the opposite hero. He's a hero, and he's a hero. Mm. But it's something like in the bond, in bonds, in bond movies. The whole thing it's something like that. But I was mm. all for Minsu Namgun and uh, how to escape that terrible situation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like I think. Um, we have now gone on like quite a while, almost like an hour about this uh, Snowpiercer and it really um, started from this whole question that I had about of, of my dilemma of the movies because I feel like like now while we have been talking about it and we have uh, expressed like our ideas and opinions about it that we kind of it's we talked a lot about the concept and about the themes of the movie and kind of that how we thought about it and I feel like uh, in the mix you can see that we talk good things and bad things about it mm. you know that there is that in indeed for for uh, the movie does manage to create a discussion 
in the end, even if you don't agree with it or you don't think that it's that that good, you you do create a discussion about it and it, it makes you think. And and I while watching the movie like the first time, I didn't think so much about it. But then watching it the second time, I saw more good things about it. You know, I kind of I was more prepared for some some twists and events and some characters and I could kind of uh, get more into the story and more into the technical like more appreciate it and technically speaking the movie is, is fantastic it's it's amazing the set design the world building the actors are amazing the action is amazing it's kind of a it's it's kind of a science fiction action movie that everybody wanted to have for a long time because in in the mix of all these other kind of big action blockbusters, it's a more subdued, more down to earth, crunchy uh, uh, action that really just takes you on this this ride and this it's 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 a, it's kind of a really fun adventure to go along and. This is like I and I go back to now to the to the first question that I had that which is why I really feel like I don't know if I'm this I I'm this if I'm I deserve to not like it I I feel like a little bit ashamed that I don't like the movie and that I nitpick small things and that I don't really connect with it because it really feels like it's not. Conceptually, it's not the movie for me. I really go so much against how it wants to present this power struggle and this this class revolution and all of these things. And I, I want to know what you think about that. Like, should I should I just stop complaining and just start loving the movie? Like, um, or should I do I have the right to not like the movie? Well, I don't know what to. Well, think about. I have some ideas about this. So yeah. I, what do you think? I think that this is a this is a movie made for male audience, and already the, I, I should have seen it in a theater, in a big screen. It's, it's a really th- something. I realized that it's something great to see it on a big screen. But I saw it in DVD, and um, before that there were trailers. The Expendables, some kind of movie, drive hard with robbing a bank and driving and doing battles and killings. Mm-hmm. So I think that it was made for male audience, and the, so it was supposed that some male audience watched that Snowpiercer because there were no old women uh, movies in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> is it made for uh, old women? <laughs> so I'm supposed, but but I'm an old woman who is concerned with all those problems in the world, like climate situation and politics, wars, drugs, and what happens to humans. It's not yeah. to exclude me, but and the other thing was that there was no Emily Blunt with Chris Evans, and there could have been Emily Blunt with Chris Evans very easily, <laughs> very easily. There was no to give a soft side to it. No, Emily oh. Blunt, I mean, from Sicario. Ah, okay. Together okay. we will win, and Emily Blunt can give some softness. Or the Chris Evans is not. So <clears throat> there is. Mm, yeah. There were no. Emily, yeah, okay. Not many soft values in that move was not appreciated. There were no. Yeah. And uh, the, I, I asked then myself that is it because this is a male movie? It's made for male audience. And when I think of this, I compare it to Mad Max, where there were soft values from the beginning. That's why I liked it so much, I think, because the, the they were driving through... The new movie, The Fury Road. Yeah, The Mad Max Fury Road. It's, yeah. I I thought that uh, this is not a science fiction, science skiffy movie at all. This uh, Snowpiercer, I think it's a dystopia. They call it. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, so it Mad, is science fiction. Mad Max is a dystopia too. When you have all the same elements, but you're outside mm-hmm. going to the good 
were knowing from the beginning that you are going towards the good and the, the woman leading and everything. So there was a, that was a movie equally for men and women and same type of uh, thing, but uh, incredibly much more to, easy to like. Yeah. So yeah. that's the answer for you, maybe. Yeah, can you, so don't like it. It's terribly frustrating. It's, it's, uh, it so must I be horrible to move. You know, 17 years you are moving, moving with incredible speed and you're not stopping for a second. You get sick from it. It knows inside the movie, I mean, not the watchers, but yeah. Yeah. So. So, you th- you, you, so what you were saying that you, you think I have the right yeah. to dislike the movie? Yeah. So, so I have something else to compare it to, also. Uh. Like I compare it to Mad Max, and or said already, but there's another one I compare it to. And Michael Haneke has made a film called Le Temps du Loup. The Time of the Wolf. Yeah. In 2002, and I watched it, and it was exactly as hard to watch as the Snowpiercer. There is a, a, a disconsolate story of a civilization is gone mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, very quickly it's gone, and the people are left to manage without infrastructure and no rules of law. So, like here. And it's a very good film. It's really a great film, but uh, I didn't get the good feeling out of it. I got very distressed. So so quickly yeah. the society collapsed. You can't stand it. Yeah, but but my problem with the movie is not that it makes me feel bad about the people. No? I don't really care about the people, and that's which people the the, in the train, in the train. or in the human. Yeah, and in the in the movie, yeah, in the ah, train. Yeah, it's not uh, you. You now talked about the time of the wolf and Mad Max. Like Mad Max makes you feel good, time of the wolf makes you feel bad, and this movie makes you feel bad. But that's not really an interest for me. Like I don't really um, worry that much how the movie makes me feel. You know, like, if it makes me feel bad, then maybe the movie wants me to feel bad, and that's oh. one of the effects of the movie, and and uh, and if the movie wants to make me feel good, and, and in the end, it's all about how I feel, you know, like, it, I, I also kind of dis, I disliked this whole idea of, you know, like, this standardized sort of manipulation of, you know, happy music, now feel happy. You know, mm. these kind of things. Like I feel it. I like it when it's very abstract, and I, you can kind of interpret it in a way that you want. And so I, I'm not really concerned of that. It's more a critical notion of it. You know, like do we do, should we both like? It's a question for you and me. You know, mm-hmm. because we both didn't that much apparently enjoy it. Should we? Take aside this notion of how we like personally just feel about the movie and also how how it might annoy you technically, like how the storytelling might annoy you. But should we just instead uh, focus on the critical uh, acclaim of the movie, you know, and just accept that it is a great movie? Uh, against capitalism and so on. What? You said, the director said that it's against capitalism, so we should accept that idea. No, not not about the capitalism. Ah. I'm talking about critical uh, response to the movie. I'm talking about how everybody says that they like the movie. I don't know why I should be concerned about what they say. <laughs> you See, don't think that it matters? I, know, I don't think it matters, and I want to say something, which is... Straight about this film, it's yeah. it's a male right of a film to solve the problems in the world, and I think we should go more on the human side and think more human solutions, and strive to get more good climate, good food, good good education, the best teachers in the world, and so on, like I said, and solve the yeah. problems that way, and not to take the male right of, of Chris Evans or anybody, or like we who should be Chris Evans, 
No, I should be Christian. Show the world in this great fight. Yeah, violence. Yeah, violence. War. I I go on uh, on this uh, Minsu. Uh, Namgun Minsu. Namgun. I think Namgun was his surname and Minsu his first name. Okay, so more human attitude and not. I don't like these male rights. But uh, mm. I'm an old woman. Like in the movie, there was only one person, old woman knitting in the garden. One from the whole business. No, well, there was in the rear end, there was this violists couple. Yeah. There was, and then, uh, yeah, there was the knitting mm. woman. And what about the artist? That was marvelous. He yeah, the artist was. Marvelous. And why he was yeah. with the slaves? So there were a lot of things, good points of which I can think about, and like we have been here analyzing and so on. But in the end, I just shouldn't care about the critics. I shouldn't just, I would go on to other movies. <laughs> yeah, and in the end, if you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you don't like it. It's, yeah. it's your choice. Yeah, I agree that it's a, it's quite a good movie. But mm. I have to consider the, all this, what we have said about the male right and the solutions. The conceptual. Con, yeah, uh, all the conceptual things. So I can't give it many stars, that's why, even if it's... Okay. That's the so, reason. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So how did you, how many stars did you give in it? Well, I'm now, I don't know if I should relieve it. Release uh, my yeah, points when it does so. so I gave two stars <laughs> because of these reasons, but it was enough good to even to discuss it an hour. Yeah, yeah, it makes you discuss discuss about it. Mm. And you? I think I I'm between seven and eight. I'm still like. It's really great movie, and it's oh. it's there's so many things technically right, and and I want to see more of these kind of movies, and the, even though the the world in it is feels kind of too unbelievable. It's it's of course it's my thing to suspense my disbelief about it. And I should do it. So I feel kind of still so dilemmatic about how should I kind of approach this film and these kind of films. Um, that is, it's, I almost, I, I want to put it on the eight yeah. to, uh. to give it the, the acclaim that it is. I think maybe people would be angry if I don't put it as a nine or ten even. But you, you shouldn't like, care. But yeah, I, in the end, I shouldn't care. But that, that's because, but it's also because it's kind of reflective. Because then I also criticize other people nitpicking. Oh, and, but you uh, give them their rights and really. Yeah, 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 it's their thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not that bad, you know. I, I don't. Um, but but when you when you hear people talk about movies, like you also, you yeah. you talk about movies. Yeah, yeah. You sometimes you 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 have great movies that you know, and then in the, you go to Rotten Tomatoes, and then they have given really bad reviews and you're like they don't know what they're thinking about yeah and stuff like that and you have arguments and opinions why they are wrong about and that's wonderful we can discuss about that and so it's all okay and that's kind of what i wanted to discuss now with you about snowpiercer that's why snowpiercer kind of is that's why it's kind of an important movie for me because it really brings me to this question about uh to these questions and uh, in a similar way the Pan's Labyrinth is, is kind of another example of this that I, everybody likes but I don't really like yeah, it yeah me too was... you don't like it? no oh, we can yeah. discuss about that too yeah no no I'd rather <laughs> discuss about something really lovely what I, I like <laughs> yeah yeah okay. no, know that I had a nightmare Next night after seeing no snow piss. Normally I don't have nightmares. Oh. Yeah, it okay. was so uh, ahdistavas. What is ahdistavas? Stressful. Okay. Stressful. Yeah. I really got deep. But I I will have always fond memories of this snow piercer because of mm. 
of uh, Namgun Minsu, Grandesa, <laughs> the daughter Yuna. Yuna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great name for. I, I, I don't know how. It's, it's unbelievable that they came up with that name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it's, it's kind of. Uh, we had a really great time talking about this for for a little bit more than an hour, I think, already. Um, we originally wanted to talk about another South Korean film. Yeah, yeah, Actually, but, I, they, but... I think we don't have time anymore. No, we don't have time, but maybe we so, could go on to this other one then. Yeah, so we could, maybe on the next week, we can talk about the other movie. Mm. Uh, that you wanted to... Yeah, the South Koreans really get you, no? <laughs> yeah. So now, now we kind of weirdly went into a series of South Korean films. Yeah, and it was all because of first. <laughs> yeah, third kind of. Song Kang Ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Okay, so I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, so yeah. Thank you, everybody, thank you. and it was a really good time. No? Yeah, yeah. This was a really nice talk. Mm. Uh, very intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, bye-bye. Yeah, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to PC Movie Club Podcast, hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother, Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like, for example, a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode, and a summarized list of the movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget to mention, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast and article done by either me or my mother. The great guitar piece you heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a movie in the opening theme was composed by talented Spanish artist Javier Suarez, God, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, who offers original music through his website betterwithmusic.com to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license. So do check out his music. I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it.